Hello, hello, you beautiful souls, and welcome back to the All Good Juju podcast. I have a message for the collective this week, and over the last couple weeks, I feel like I keep running into people who are dealing with the same themes right now, and the theme is self-doubt. And I believe I've talked a little bit on here so far about fear and, you know, taking the leap and trusting your gut and intuition, but I haven't quite talked about doubt as much. And this is something, like I said, over the last two weeks, I'll be talking with someone and I'll notice how much doubt they have. And I think for us all as a collective, as a united, you know, um, as a united force of people, right? That's the collective. We are the united force. We are the collective. We are the people. So as a collective, we tend to knock ourselves down quite a bit. We tend to not see our worth. We tend to not see our value. We tend to be modest. We tend to be timid about what we're experts at. And you might be thinking, I'm not an expert at anything. And here's where I call BS. For me, you don't have to be like, you don't have to have a doctorate in everything to be an expert, right? There are coaches out there. There are personal trainers out there who don't have, you know, like the the biggest, baddest certif- like certifications or, you know, they don't have every like a master's degree in phys ed or physiology or anatomy. I mean, you don't need to have every single thing under your belt in order to be an expert. You just don't. What you need, you need to be two steps ahead of the person you're trying to help. If you're trying to help someone lose weight, you have to be two steps ahead of that person. If you're trying to help someone with, you know, graphic design or writing or editing, you have to be two steps ahead of the person you're trying to serve. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to be two steps ahead. And when I've talked to people over the last couple weeks, one of them is my friend and she is a stay-at-home mom and she started over the last couple weeks putting out eBooks for homeschooling parents who want to learn how to homeschool. And I reached out to her a week before and I said, hey, have you ever thought about putting together an ebook for like homeschool parents or people who are interested in homeschooling? I think that would be really awesome if you did that. I think, I mean, heck, I would want to buy one. I don't know if we're going to have to be, you know, homeschool parents this year with the way the world is and the pandemic. So I reached out to someone who I considered an expert and she goes, me? You think I should write an ebook about that? I'm not an expert. I said, of course you are. You've been doing this for two years before the pandemic. You have kids in the perfect age group. You are an expert. And she doubted herself. She really doubted herself. And then finally I convinced her. I'm like, trust me, you're an expert. You know what you're doing and you know how to do it on a budget. That's the niche. That's the hook. You know how to help parents become successful planned, organized, homeschool parents on a dime. Who wouldn't want to do that in this day and age? 
So she finally was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I can do this. And I'm telling you, when this girl lost her self-doubt, she put out two ebooks in two weeks. She said she didn't sleep for two weeks. She stayed up every night while her kids went to sleep. And she wrote these two ebooks. And she has been selling them and selling them and selling them and growing her following on her social media. And people are coming. People are coming. Because when that self-doubt is gone, you are powerful. You are an expert now. People see you as an expert because you see yourself as an expert. You trusted yourself. You believed in yourself. And that's really what it takes. You don't need to be... You don't have to have like a master's degree in education to be a homeschool teacher who has an ebook, who wants to share their expertise and doing it at home their way. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be a photographer with photography classes. You have to be a photographer who is two steps ahead of the average Joe who's just taking iPhone photos, right? You don't have to be the nutrition coach or health coach or mindset coach or healer or whatever entrepreneurial business that you're doing, you don't have to have every certification. You don't have to have all the education in the world. What you have to do is you have to be two steps ahead. You have to be that role model. You have to have your life two steps ahead of the person who you can serve, right? Self-doubt. Another instance I ran across in last week was a friend and she has a large following and she just doesn't know what to do with it. She just kind of feels like, you know, she hasn't done much with her Instagram in a couple of years. She's like, they're here, but I just don't know what I could say. What can I really say? You know, what should I really do? And I'm like, these people are waiting for your leadership. They've been here for years. Thousands of women and men have came to you for your expertise, your opinion, your words, your heart. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for your leadership. And she goes, I don't know why, but I have so much self-doubt. I just, I don't know if I can do it. And she's always tried, wanted to write a book as well. She's like, I really want to write a book. I just, I've got this doubt there too. I just don't think I can, what if I can't do it? Or I don't, you know, I'm overcomplicating the process. I'm just really doubtful I can write a book. And I was like, okay, here's what we can do. We can stop looking at the big picture for one second. Because I think when you self-doubt creeps in, when the, when the issue or the task or the dream at large is viewed at large, and you're looking at this big thing and you're like, whoa, the thing I want to do most is write a book. That's my dream. But when I say it out loud, it terrifies me because a book that's a big project. That's a lot of work. Those are a lot of words. That's a lot of pages, right? That's a lot of time. But what people don't realize is if you look at the small steps, the baby steps along the way, it's not so bad. Small bites, right? Let's take small bites. We're not eating the whole pie. We're just, we're just having little bites at a time. Little steps become big steps, become leaps, jumps self-doubt creeps in when it appears you can't make that leap when you when you don't think you can make that jump when it feels too big 
So what I want you to do, if you're someone right now struggling with doubt, stop looking at the big picture for just a second and look at the small picture. Look at the little bites, the little baby steps. If it's the book you want to write, break it down. 200 words a day, 500 words a week or whatever it is. Start breaking it down. It's 40 to 60,000 words for a book. You want to write that book? Break the words down into days. How many words a day do I have to get in order to get a book done in one year, two years? You do it like that, I promise you, you're going to realize it's not that much work. If I can do it, I'm a mom of two, two very small children. One is three, one is a year and a half. If I can do it, if I can write books, if I can podcast right now during my baby's nap, no dream right now is too big. I am podcasting right now from my back porch. This is a real and raw podcast. If you are looking for like a Seth Rogen or Joe, (laughs) Seth Rogen, Joe Rogen, you know what I mean. If you're looking for a Joe Rogen, perfection, multi-million dollar podcast, someone who's got it all together, someone who does this for a living, this isn't the podcast, okay? This is a podcast of a mom with a bunch of dreams who's going in, going hard, fighting self-doubt, fighting fear, and going for it, then this is a podcast for you. I am an everyday, normal person. I stay home with my kids. My husband works. And I still chase my dreams because I think it's that important that we do. I believe if you're listening to this podcast right now, deep down, you know you're here for a big reason. And I'm here to tell you and urge you to please not let self-doubt get in the way. To please not let the big picture, the big dreams scare you away. It appears big. It's like the rear view mirror. Objects may appear larger than they should. That's what the dream is. That's what the work feels like. It's the rear view mirror. It appears larger. But if you are able to, even just writing down actionable steps, even just writing down your thoughts, making sense of it, you will realize that the doubt was an illusion. Self-doubt is simply an illusion created by fear. There's that quote, self-doubt kills more dreams than failure. But what I think is self-doubt is an illusion created by fear of failure. We're afraid to fail. Intrinsically, we are naturally like... As humans, we don't want to fail. It's survival mode. We want to win. We want to do well. We want things to go well. When we try our hand at something, we want it to go perfect. I'm not going to lie to you. The novel that I'm publishing in the spring, um, I would be lying if I said that I didn't want it to be a New York Times bestseller. Hello? Of course. Is that the reality? Maybe not. I mean, who knows, right? You never know. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to doubt myself or my abilities, It's not practical. (laughs) The statistics are against me to not be a New York Times bestseller in my my first novel, but I'm not going to let the fear of that not happening get in the way of me doing what fills me up. Chasing a dream, right? 
I'm not letting self-doubt get in the way. Because I'm not afraid to fall. Because I've fallen already so many times. The first book I published was a poetry book called Baby Eyes. It's on Amazon. And I wrote it during the first year postpartum after my firstborn. And I wrote it because it was therapeutic and I needed to. But if you look at the numbers, the book is a failure. The book, I think, only sold like 10 copies. And I think I only sold them to a couple of my best friends, my mom, like a few people that I knew, um, and a few of my like diehard ride or dies on Instagram bought one. But really, that was it. If you look at it that way, the book was a total bomb. It bombed. It's still not selling. I don't think I've sold a poetry book, and I have too. I don't think I've sold a poetry book in like two years, like since I released it. But I'll tell you, there was nothing more rewarding than seeing my name on a book. I was like, wow, I went and did a thing. I made something. I created this, and I was afraid to do it and afraid for people to read my words and think, this poetry book is trash. These poems are horrible. And maybe someone read them and they laughed, right? Maybe they did. Another thing about that is no one will ever laugh at you if they're doing more than you. The boos come from the cheap seats. No one is going to make fun of your work or the things that you're doing or your dreams if they haven't even done them themselves. People who give reviews on books and they give bad reviews, I can guarantee you not one of them has written a book themselves. That's how it goes. So you have to kind of like let that roll off your back and understand that, yeah, rejection is hard. People might not love it. My first, like I said, my first, my first poetry book bombed. It was a failure. The second one, I gave it another go. I was like, you know what? Regardless of how many I sold, I liked making art. I liked how that felt. It felt good. It felt real and true and honest to myself. So I made another one the next year called Tiny Details. And it was longer and I made improvements and I understood self-publishing. And I was like, okay, I got this. I know how to make poetry books. I've, I've made two all by myself from cover design to all of it. I figured it out and the poetry was better. And I, I did grow as a writer in, in doing that. And you know how the second one performed? It's still bummed. It's still, quote, failing. I have not sold many. I think I sold maybe twice as many, which would result in like maybe a total of 30 books. And that's not that many. Um, but I didn't let that stop me. I kept going. And if you know, if you follow me, you know that I launched a cookbook, a plant-based cookbook called Hippie Eats last year. And it has been very successful. But I failed along the way to get here. My first go-around with publishing or writing or creating bombed. It was a failure. But not to me. Not inside. Not, not with the process of it. And because that is a part of the process. That's growing. It's like when you learn Spanish. You are not going to learn another language and fully understand it right away. You're going to mess up. You have to. No one just starts learning a language and picks it up that, like that. It takes practice and time and fumbling around and failing at it until finally you're safe enough to go to another country that you've practiced and you realize, I got this. 
I'm good enough. I can communicate with people. They know what I'm saying. And it takes time to build that confidence, but you have to remove the self-doubt and you have to give yourself permission to fail. You have to give yourself permission to do the work and you have to remove the self-doubt. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that there is something that you're an expert at. I can guarantee you anyone who's listening to this podcast can sell an ebook, teach a course, or coach or train someone in something. And if you're sitting there thinking, no way, think about something that you know how to do, not better than anyone in the world, but better than at least a handful of people. Maybe it's making biscuits. Maybe it's your your grandma's biscuit recipe and you're like, you know what? I make really good biscuits or I make really good cookies that my aunt taught me how to make or my mom taught me how to make. Who's to say you can't write a book on making cookies? Uh, you know, family recipe style. Who, who's to say you're not an expert in making cookies because there's someone who has a cookbook out there already, a cookbook, you know, design book or whatever it is because a celebrity's done it or because you've seen someone on TV do it that makes you not an expert, that makes you not good enough, I think that's wrong. I think you are an expert at something. I think everyone is an expert at something. Maybe it's simply calming people down. Maybe you have a way with your words where you can mediate a situation or maybe people come to you and they say, wow, you're like a therapist. You really, you should be a therapist. You're like my therapist. You're a good listener. Maybe you don't have to go to school to be a therapist, but maybe there's some sort of, you know, um, counseling you can do or some kind of emotional healing work you can do, right? Which is what I'm trying to expand on currently. I'm taking on clients at the moment to help with energy healing and mentorship. And I'm, I don't have a degree in, in any of those things. I have a degree in marketing and public relations and a, a minor in psychology, but I'm not a psychologist and I'm not going to prescribe medicine. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to use my gifts and my expertise. And, there are, and here's the thing, there are people out there, there are coaches, there are writers, there are spiritual intuitives, there are mothers, cook, you know, cooks and chefs and cookbook writers who are all doing it better than me but they are not me and they are not doing it the way that I do it that is your gift you being you is your gift that is your superpower that is something that no one else can do no one else can do the things that you do it in that exact way no one can think your thoughts no one can live life the way that you live life being you is your superpower so if you think that there is nothing special you have nothing to offer. There's nothing you're really good at. I really urge you to sit with that. Sit with that, meditate on it, and really think because I can guarantee you I can find something that shines in everyone. There is an expert in everyone out there. And it might even be something that you wouldn't typically think of. You know? There are experts out there. People need you to show up as you. They don't need another perfect filtered Instagram feed or robotic, you know, person. They need you. They don't need models or superstars or celebrities. They need real people doing real 
things who show up even if they're afraid to fail. Even if that self-doubt comes in and tells you you're not good enough, you're not an expert, who do you think you are? There's people out there who are better than you. Maybe so, but they're not you and they don't do it your way. So I hope that you take this message with you with some new inspiration, some new motivation to truly go after the things, the dreams, the little baby steps along the way. Because sometimes the only thing standing in our way is ourself. So I'm giving you permission today to release your self-doubt. Trust your inner expert. And know that you being you, that is your superpower. Thank you guys so much for showing up today. I am so grateful to have this space to connect with you on this deep, deep level. I really appreciate you tuning in. And feel free to reach out to me anytime at Brittany Basinski on Instagram. Be well.